Hello my friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of Between You and Me, the podcast where music makers talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris and it is my privilege to bring you this special episode today. Uh, It's off schedule but it was important. Today we are talking about Black Lives Matter, the movement, people, about loving our brothers and sisters. So this episode looks a little different to what you expect and it will probably sound and feel a little bit different from what we are used to every week. For one, uh, this episode of Between You and Me is entirely independent in an effort to respect um, our sponsors and the people that we partner with. We're actually doing this independently, knowing that uh, what we share today is sacred and important, and we don't want it used in any political way. So what you are about to hear is completely uh, on me and and from our guests in their hearts. The other thing that I would love you guys to know, uh, and I say this as family, for many of you who have listened to our previous 50 episodes and meet with me every week, is that we created this episode for you, uh, whether you are a member of the black community and are being impacted by the death of George Floyd and the protests that are happening across the US and around the world in a way that I can't understand firsthand because I I am a white Australian. We've created this episode for you in a very small attempt to say that we hear you and we see you and we are with you as brothers and sisters in Christ, to use a very Christian term. But this episode is also for you if you were like me and you were grappling with what you were seeing on the news and you want to know how to best support the people in your community who are black, who are people of colour, who are Indigenous, uh, but are not quite sure how to do it if you don't feel equipped or if you are like me and you are part of the evangelical Christian community. And it seems to be a really complicated political thing to actually step into this gap right now and say black lives matter. That's not to say that people haven't done it. With the death of George Floyd, we have seen more people of influence in white evangelical culture step up and talk about race relations than I have ever seen before. It's not just people who have been who have been running with this for so long. It's people who are pastors of huge influential churches. It is musicians and artists who have some level of authority over what evangelical culture, over what music looks like for us. It is authors and writers and speakers who are white, some for the first time, some in a continual effort, are making space to talk about what it means to stand up, not just stand up for the oppressed, because we're not here to save 
our black brothers and sisters, but we are here to stand with them. We are here to stand with them because that is what the Christ and the God that I believe in asked us to do. So as we begin this episode and as I introduce you to the two artists who I'll be interviewing today about race and white privilege and politics, I'm asking you as a friend who meets with you every week to please come with open hands and an open heart and an open mind. If you are not a member of the black community, um, and in particular, if, if you were white, this episode will be uncomfortable. I know because it was uncomfortable for me recording it and editing it, but I'm asking you to lean into the discomfort because it's not bad to feel like that. What we learn today from these two amazing men is that we need to speak truth and hear truth and hear personal experience to actually become aware of something that is happening around us that perhaps we haven't fully comprehended before. You know, I was talking to a friend this week and we were both grappling with how do we wrestle with the, with the discomfort of this? How do we wrestle with the discomfort of the fact that our hearts and our lives have been built up, particularly in a, for us in a Western culture, a lot of it for me, a Western evangelical culture uh, that is built on a lot of things but it's built on capital and empire and wealth and slavery and colonialism. Um, And that's not just, that's not a specific country. That's the Western world. And we're looking at how do we grapple with what we are being faced with about what is happening on TV and what our black brothers and sisters are saying happens to them every single day where where they are systematically abused verbally, physically, where they die where they're not given the same rights as us, how do we grapple with that so that we can stand with them to change the system or, for lack of a better term, fix this? She mentioned that when it feels uncomfortable inside and you feel like your heart is grinding and like you feel that pit in your stomach, which I think we have all felt in the last few weeks, that's not a bad thing. That's our hearts grating against our white privilege and call that whatever you like the privilege where perhaps you haven't known this happens or seen that it happens or perhaps you just hadn't heard this person's story before but your heart is grating up against that and it's something that was never meant to be there in the first place i look at it like our hearts are born like we're born and our hearts are made pure and whole and lovely but we are born into this culture where seeds of patriarchy and misogyny and racism grow into us because that is the nature of sin and we do everything we can to work against that but sometimes we don't see it until a light is shone on our hearts and our souls and God is gracious enough to go see that there I'm going to help you get that out now we're going to do this not just for you but for others the way I see this the way I see what is happening in the world right now is that God is shining a big light on all of our hearts, specifically the evangelical church and especially white people in the evangelical church. And he's saying, see what is in your heart. What are we going to do about it? I want you to meet two of my new friends. Their names are Never Void and King Antonio. 
But if you were to meet them face to face in Nashville, shake hands with them, you would meet Taiwan Perkins. He is a minister, an activist, a gospel rapper, a producer, and a motivational speaker who lives in Nashville, Tennessee. And you would also meet our other friend, King Antonio, who is actually Antonio French. He also lives in Nashville and actually grew up in the same hometown as Ty. Antonio is a minister, a teacher, a videographer, and a youth speaker, and an artist. Now, these two men, with five of their friends, actually form something called the About That Life movement. It's like a a band, but it's also a group of influencers and culture shifters who go into places like uh, schools and prisons and you name it, they've probably been there or will go there. They even talked about reading it like child playgroups and reading books to kids before. These guys go wherever they are called to tell their stories uh, of what it means to live as a black man in America, but what it means to live as a Christian. Um, Each of the seven of these guys have remarkable stories and each of them deserve an episode in their own right. So what you are going to hear today isn't like a nice compact little box about their story. Um, I'm My hope is that in the future, perhaps we can spotlight some of these guys and we will give you the traditional bio and music and discuss their journeys and all that sort of stuff. But today we have King Antonio and Never Void with us to talk about what it means to live as black men in America and as Christian black men in America. We won't be doing the traditional bio purely because I want to give these guys space. Um, I have a lot to learn and you hear my voice every week. So what you are going to hear today is essentially our full conversation where last week we caught up over Skype and I hit record And I asked a couple of questions and they shared their hearts and their pain and were really, really honest with me. Like normal episodes, our conversation will be mixed up with their music. So about that life, uh, the, the band, the group, the ministry, each of them release their own music and you will hear that through this episode. We're particularly highlighting the tracks by Never Void and King Antonio, um, but in particular, track number two is titled George Floyd and it's their response to the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. I'm going to cut to this and let you guys just listen to it. Um, this is a longer interview, so... Um, just be mentally prepared for that. If you need to stop and start, go for it. Um, I would, in my mind, I would look at this as like, say, a lot of us at the moment are trying to educate ourselves. We're investing time in reading a book or watching a documentary or watching a movie. I would sort of try and see this this podcast episode, it's like an hour and a half or so, as the equivalent to sort of like investing into learning and investing into giving these two men space to share their stories with the world. So what I've done in interviewing them is, to the best of my ability as a journalist, I have put this together in a way that honours how sacred their stories are. Um, But I've tried to do it without 
without a bias or a leaning in the sense that I am not telling you as a listener, as a family member, to vote a certain way, to do a certain thing. Please don't think that I'm coming with an agenda today, aside from the fact that I would love you to finish this episode feeling more empowered to love your neighbor. I am Australian. I am not American. Um, But even then, I have a responsibility to be an active part of standing with my brothers and sisters who are black and indigenous because uh, we also have this in Australia. This happens to our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people all the time. And so with me asking you to listen to this, um, I partner with you in that. I'm learning, I'm educating myself, but I'm also doing it about Australia's first peoples. And if you if you live somewhere else apart from America, like me, then I promise you this this also relates to you. This relates to the first peoples of your country that you live in now. So there is something here for everyone. This is not me saying that we are a conservative podcast and this is not me saying we are a progressive podcast. This podcast is about the table for Christians or people who have been in or impacted by evangelical culture to sit on it on any side you like and to have conversation. And today I'm, I'm asking you and I'm inviting you to the table and asking you to hear the stories of two men who have experienced incarceration in America, largely due to their race. And I think we can learn from each other when we hear each other's stories. So please open your hearts and your minds and see what you can learn if you believe in God, see what God reveals to you. At the end of this episode, I'll do a quick wrap up. I will list some resources if you would like to keep learning. Now, so you guys know, we will have our normal podcast episode up this Friday this isn't changing the podcast schedule. You will still have an amazing episode where I interview Josh Baldwin from Bethel Music this Friday. You can hear that. Whether you listen to this episode or not, that's available for you. But this episode felt important and this is what it means to sit at the table with one another in our differences. So my friends... Please meet from Bout That Life Movement, Never Void and King Antonio. For the people who are listening on the podcast, can you guys just introduce yourselves uh, verbally just to say who you are, uh, the band or the movement that you're part of so people know who they're listening to today? Well, my name is King Antonio. Uh, That's what people call me, King Antonio. Uh, The name of our team is called Bout That Life Movement. and basically what we do, we just go around wherever God leads us, just encouraging our people, informing our people about what the word says, about who they are. And that's it. We just want to empower our people, black, brown, red, yellow. Look, we love it. We like the most friendliest people. You Some people are thrown off about our, about our outside looks, but I promise we're real friendly, real lovable guys. But uh, And we just, we just you know, we, we do have a story behind us. Um, and, you know, at age 17, I was uh, I I was sitting in front of a judge facing 28 years, and um, I ended up getting 10 years out of the whole deal or whatever. But anyway, that's kind of the catalyst that kind of prompt that started, you know, that forced to change in my life or whatever. Because when I did it, I did four years, and um, a couple years after that is when I gave myself to God. And it's just, you know, it's just a, a, a 
I think the thing that made me give myself to God is I was tired of the way that I was living. I was tired. I knew that I didn't like the way that I was living. I was just caught up in so much, and I just wanted a change for my life, and I knew that it had to be a different way. So ever since then, I've just been trusting God. I'm not saying that it's been easy, but uh, it's definitely been well worth it, well, well worth it. My peace is intact, and that is worth more than anything. Um, and that's just kind of everything in a nutshell right there for, for me. Nicely yeah. said. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's the same way as I actually grew up with King Antonio. So no way. Okay, cool. <laughs> how, they, how the Ram brought us back together after all those years. And we have some of a similar story. We came from the same neighborhood. We, The neighborhood that we are from right now has the highest incarceration rate in the country. So. Okay, and um, and people don't know that, you know, that's why I do numbers demographics. I study numbers, I study statistics and things like that, so we can you can enlighten people on the numbers, so people can know exactly how good or how bad things are. Well, they call me never bored. Um, N e v a b o i d, and that's because God's word, since I He's brought His light to my life, has never He's never failed. Yeah, you know I mean, I, the evidence of my transformation speaks for itself, and um, so God gave me I call it my surname, and um. It's like a like a biblical name that he gives you, like he got written in heaven. So um, we are about that life movement. That's with B O U T because people always say about. No, it's right. about that life, and that's being about that life in Christ. As my brother said, to pick off, pick, piggyback off what he said, we are a team of brothers that actually come together to show the love of God to everyone, the real love of God. You know what I mean? Like, actually, I'm not going to judge you by your, right. your your sin, your look, your nothing. That means that God loved us even when we was at our worst. And we want to exemplify what that means because the Bible said, be thou an exemplar to the believers. Well, um, I had a, like I had a mother and father trouble past, though, because I seen a lot of negative things in my past. And as we talk about this discussion today, it's a lot of things that a lot of black families see. You know, it's a lot of things that happens. You know, fathers not being in the homes, you know, um, um, educational reasons, economical reasons. And um, well, my dad had played music all over the world. That is a famous musician, and he played most of his life, and he drank and drugged. You know what I mean? And what happened was he came to my house. So coming up as a young man, I uh, find myself being in anger, find myself being troubled, mad. You know what I mean? And I found myself going out there to the world. I also uh, was incarcerated with a life sentence. Oh, wow. And, you know, and uh, being at the wrong, the wrong people at the wrong time, it was a party, went wrong, and some stuff happened. Um, a man got shot, he died. So I... Me not saying nothing, I went down for it too. So, but God, he seen in some way in his design, he said no. And in the midst of me doing my sentence, I, I did six and a half years, but in the midst of doing my sentence, man, some advocates from New York, from this organization that helps people to get caught in situations like mine that are innocent, man, they came and they re-looked over my case and they turned over my sentence. Wow. So that was kind of like the catalyst of me, like, I see you, God. Over okay. the years, they tried to get Oh, honestly, I'm going to tell you, I was actually not charged, but sentenced to 237 years. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So how did you guys, well, when did you guys reconnect? Where did your journeys collide again? Well, I think, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I remember a lot of stuff. I, I think it was like the summertime of 2015. And the last time I seen him was maybe in the early, like, 94, 95. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was, and it was, and, and, I, and we connected through word of mouth. Mm -hmm. We actually connected because, like we said, we're from the same neighborhood. So some of the, you know, the guys, the you know, fellas that we know, 
you know, they still in the neighborhood. So I would hear from certain people, you know, uh, Taiwan, man, he, he doing gospel, he doing the same thing you doing, man. Y'all need to link up. And I'm pretty sure he was hearing the same thing, you know. You know, it just finally came to a point where we was at an event, and, and you know, from there it's just been. I mean, I hate to say it like this, I can't say like two peas in a pod since mm-hmm. we linked. We mm-hmm. we just, you know, because it was like before it was it was almost one of them things like okay, before we accepted God, we knew each other, mm-hmm. and we was out here, you know, just doing crazy stuff, mm-hmm. and we knew that about each other. Now here it is again, years later. And we're and we're face to face, and he's hearing about what I'm doing, and I'm hearing about what he's doing. So it is only right that we connect. Cause, you know, I'm not gonna connect with nobody still no. in the same mix, no. but he on some different stuff, man. I'm pretty sure he's thinking the same thing. You know, like shoot, he also be I can still rock. This my homie, I love him. I can I can hang with him. I don't have to worry about nothing. We on the same page. So and that's that's how we ended up connecting back. And we and it's been like and like what five four five, five years, years now. Yeah. And honestly, I heard the same thing, but they was. They, like I said, our surname. They, I kept hearing, man, you know, you know, Ken Antonio, man, you know, get that other. I was hearing his new name, right? And then, and, 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 and then he was hearing mine. He like the person, like who was he? Right. And then I was like, this one day I forgot what I was on, and they were like, ain't no King right there, and I'm like, man, that's, man, that's my brother right there. Uh-huh. And, you know, it kind of it was shocking because I was, I was excited to see God actually reaching the people that I knew because our neighborhood is bad, and, and it's, it's nothing like, it's nothing like. It's nothing more, it's nothing like knowing that God is more real than seeing mm-hmm. somebody else that he's placing that change in. Like, I know he's changing in me. Mm-hmm. I, I strive towards it every day. But it's such a confidence when you know somebody's story. Mm-hmm. You know what they was doing. I seen it with my own eyes. But then I see how he is now. That's a confidence. It, it's, it's a scripture. It says, because we are encompassed about by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us and I'm going to stop right there. We know the rest, but that's the part that I love because it says, because we are encompassed about such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run with endurance this way. Um, uh, uh, run with endurance this race and set aside every weight that's so easy to persist. So that right there, it just assures me. It's like, okay, he can tell me God is real too. Yeah, he real. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to tell him. He, you know, he knows it for himself. Like, I know it for myself. So that's, that's what makes it just all that, that much better. Yeah. And oh, we about, I love that. We, we love. So what we do is we, I believe that tribulation, the Bible says in Romans 5, the tribulation brings experience. And that experience brings you pace, and that pace brings you hope. And then that hope makes you not ashamed. We are unashamed because right. we know what he done. Down to the roots, you know, more given a man, more is required of him. So we are obligated to get out here and make change in every community. The, uh, the suicidal young lady that her mom and father don't know, she's going to want to kill herself. The kid being bullied in school, it's just not like, per se, saying like the streets or the, the game ball. It's everybody. Little the kids. person is discouraged and they have a self-confidence issues. Mm-hmm. All of that, we're here to motivate you. It, it, it goes, we deal with people from, I mean, we've done readings and daycares. Um, to going to schools, yeah. to going to penitentiaries, <laughs> to going to jail. I mean, any, that's that's just the broadness of what God has us going from itty bitty kids to grown adults, no matter what color. Mm-hmm. From it. all right, and, he, and he's equipped us. We've been through enough, and it's it's, it's more than just us. This is only two of us, five more. Yeah. But he's equipped us enough. We've been through enough that no matter who we encounter, mm-hmm. we can relate. Like you said, with that suicide, uh, 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 young lady, I, I faced suicide. I faced suicide. I've been divorced. I've been in the penitentiary. I've been homeless. What you want to talk about? <laughs>
Nashville. <laughs> yeah, man, we know we seeing some dark times right now. But, man, never get discouraged, man. Our God watching us, man, he hear our cries, man. So crying out to God, speaking to four of the people. And I'm going to say this, man. Y'all keep y'all head high, man. God hear our cry, for real. We the heart of the street, and we gon' hold it down. Jesus hold the people together while we make a round. Nashville, Nashville, God hear your call. Christville, Christville, we bout to stand tall. We the heart of the street, and we gon' hold it down. Jesus hold the people together while we make the round. Nashville, Nashville, God hear your call. Christville, Christville, we bout to stand tall. What is it gonna take to get us in the unity? We speaking lies when we speaking in these eulogies. We gotta do, we gotta take care of people like you and me. This country don't care if we die up on the city streets. Black Lives Matter's what we check, but we still falling. The devil roaming through the city, so the evil calling. People get angry when they see us speak about ourselves. They want us to die, black on black, cause there's nothing left. Dariana Betty, her soul is gone. The streets don't have no justice, this system is dead wrong. Wake up, wake up, wake up, the war is on. It's time to put these royal people back up on their throne. Megan Berry wasn't the answer for this nonsense. The justification got started without no conscience. I'ma hold my fist up and I'ma stand tall. My people dying on the streets, I'm talking about building walls. We the hearts of the streets and we gon' hold it. Crazy, some of them are still without lights, and but we fight, we still live. God is a healer, and one thing about it is we have to use this situation. We can't do it by ourselves. We have to be together. We have to come together. It's, it's, it's hard for anyone to be alone. Trust me. that at the end of this very episode I state that I spell it and it's in the show notes yeah. <laughs> absolutely um you guys oh sorry I'm just it's just so nice to meet you to talk with you sorry I just you have so much joy about you thank you um really kind um with the stuff that, when I say the stuff that's been happening this week, I, I feel like that's a really generalised way of not, of not, I'm not, it's not addressing it the way it should be addressed. Um, but I, I know that what we are seeing in Australia on the media that's been happening in the US, the rioting, um, the response to the death of George Floyd, um, I know that what what we are seeing on the media over here um, is only nearly like a remnant of something that's been happening for hundreds of years um, in the US and that a lot of uh, Caucasian people like myself from around the world, uh, it's nearly like the first time, not necessarily, but nearly like the first time a lot of people are actually waking up and recognizing that this sin and and all the evil and and systematic racism and everything exists um 
that's nothing new to you guys. That's no. that's like the part no. of your life. Um, right. So g- given that what you guys are seeing in your city and your neighbourhoods and the response of people around the world, how are you feeling at the moment? Mm. How are you doing? If I, could, if I could say it like this, and, I, and I've been making sure I get this point across to everyone, I do not condone the violence, but I understand the anger. I understand it completely. It's, it's, it makes me angry. It does. It makes me angry because I know what George Floyd faced while he was right there. Just as so many more of us in the African-American community have faced when it comes to dealing with racist people in America, especially in the police force. It's just, it's, it's because it, 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 this, this is the part that angers me. Everybody can look at the video and knows that it's wrong. And everybody's like, everybody's like, uh, well, this ain't got nothing to do with the businesses. Why are y'all looting? Well, I'm not looting. Like I said, I understand why. <laughs> All right? I'm smarter than I'm not gonna do that. But, <laughs> but it's like, well, that doesn't, it ha- doesn't have anything to do with anything. And here's the point that, that that the people are trying to make. I'm gonna give you the mind state of our people right now. They're looking at it like you care about more. You care more about these buildings. You care more about, you know, the jobs of the, the people are not going to be able to go to because these buildings are gone or these things are destroyed. You care more about that than a black man's life. And here's the thing. It's not so much as that. It, it, the thing is, it wouldn't be such a problem if justice would be served. But this is not the first time. This is multiple times. We can go name after name after name after name just over the past three years, name after name after name of police officers, white police officers that have killed an African-American man and gotten away with it. That's our problem. How do you keep killing us and getting away with it, but yet if I go out and kill someone, you're going to put me away for life. You see what I'm saying? So that's why the people are enraged. It's like, where's the entitlement coming from? Why why aren't, why don't, why don't we have the same rights as you guys? Why aren't we treated like you guys? Because there is, I mean, we are, we are brothers and sisters in this room, so there is a such thing as white privilege. <laughs> and that's, that's why the people are enraged. Because they, they, not that we, we seek white privilege, we just want to be on the same level playing field as everybody else. You know, if this if this happens to me because I do this, then why is it not happening to this person because they do this because of their skin color? You see what I'm saying? And and, and that is what has everyone infuriated. In, in and it's like this: you can only someone can only smack you so many times before you smack them back. You see what I'm saying? Sooner or later, you just gonna. And, and, and here's the thing: after they smack you so many times, when you finally do hit back. You're not gonna care about the consequences. You don't. You're not gonna care if you get killed in the process. You don't care what you damage. All you know is this hurts, and you're gonna stop. And whatever happens, happens. So that's the mind state of our people right now. They don't care because they they fed up. They they back into a corner. They're hitting back, and they don't care what happens as long as something happens. We all lose if we killing each other. What you want a civil war? 
We all lose if we killing each other. But you want a civil war? Man, it's crazy, dog. I'm just sitting here, minding my business. Here you come with these antics. We got plenty of witnesses. Authority don't get to your head. And plus, you racist. Color on my skin don't justify you. Shoot you and me blatantly. I can't breathe the weight of your knee on my neck. Why y'all didn't help me? Cause if I do, I'll be next. Man, it's BS. I'm so tired of these crooked cops. If they kill me, set the city on fire. Burn every block. Say they listen. We tired of injustice. Modern day bitches. No more sitting still. Me and my people gon' make you feel us. Disrespected me, took my life and so many others, no explanation. Only that you didn't like my colors. Him a man still walking around government, didn't do nothing. Tired of y'all just knocking us off like it ain't nothing. Michael Brown, Eric Gardner, say they name Dontre Hamilton, Daniel Hilbert, all slain John Crawford, Ezell Ford, Dante Parker, Tanisha Anderson, Tamil Rice, y'all slaughtered them. Plus so many more. Imagine if the pace was flipped. Imagine if it was your grandparents in the cotton field. How would you feel knowing modern day slavery? What you face in they close cases? The masters reside at the police station. Replace whips with berettas and clips on their hill. They take our right from us and you think that we shouldn't trip. I got a word about my son facing this. I'm 40 years old. I ain't never seen black privilege. George Floyd couldn't breathe and he said it. Police right beside him. Didn't even think to help him. Do you know how that feel? See another black kill by the hands of a white man that got racism in him. So we looting and riding. I'm saying we tired of this. You come shooting. We used to it. You only understand violence. We with it too. This generation. Y'all call fools, but we the ones that's standing up. Cause now the time to make a move. But Everyone you kill, we got a hundred more. We descendants of the most high, but you already know. So you fear us. Shouldn't have never put us on that boat. Now you gotta deal with us. No more lies. We vote. Cape of Nick took a knee. So you took his job. We taking their job. The right thing didn't matter to y'all. So we go hard. Do you get it now? Do you understand the way? I'd rather die for what I believe or you treat me like a slave. I don't have no more tears, honestly. I'm proud enough. I'm proud enough. I'm here for one reason, for my brother's honor. He was murdered in broad daylight for the world to see. We live in a country right now that is built on capitalism. So economically, this country functions off commerce, export, things of the such. So a lot of people don't understand that if I cannot get you to hear my voice, then what I can do is I can take your money with. I can take your way of life out. So you can go in your shopping malls. You can go where you want to go. And you can live in peace. But then over here, we in turmoil. And I'm going to be honest with you, this is how I feel about it. I have been speaking upon this campaign since I came to the knowledge of Christ. Because I, I was I was in a, I was sitting, and, and I'm going to be careful about how I say this because I don't want people to take out the context. Um, I listened to a DA tell another or prosecuted, I'm going to make sure that them ends never see the light of day again. Now, for me to hear that, and me being a young man, and, and please y'all feel comfortable. We are comfortable. We are family. And we, so we're going to talk, okay? But I want people to, we're going to keep it real and keep it down to earth, you know? And um, so for me, me being a young man, seeing it, like, I understand, okay, if I'm part of a crime, I'm a man. I'm going to take, take it for what it is. I'm not expecting you to show me nothing besides what justice says, what you wrote down in those books and those laws. And um, and for now, we are sitting here now for me to have to, I have a nice car. My brother has a nice car. You know what I mean? We, we dig well with ourselves, and we provide and take care of our homes. We're taxpayers. But they want to look at my past, regardless. And 
Nobody's going to dig into details to try to find out. I have to put my, I put my, my, when I get in the car, I take my driver license, sit it in the cup holder, and I put my registration in my box. I will never put nothing in my glove box that I have to reach over. Right. If I'm in the car, I leave all my windows down. If it's nighttime, if I get pulled over, I cut my lights off. Hmm. Now, I tell anyone, you can say what you think because you living in your normal, but sympathy is not even good in this situation because it's not going to help. That's pity. You know, you don't really, you, you can't empathize because you don't go through it. You don't know. You know what I mean? So, of course, I'll be like, well, if you don't see it every day and it's not a normal in your life, of course, you're going to be like, well, you see quiet, but you don't know there's no peace. Now, I'm going to say anyone who is because things are quiet doesn't mean that it's peaceful. Because everybody got their normal lives, you got the videos going up, everybody's trying to be happy, but at the same time, there's this evil brewing up that's constantly been surfacing since we since they brought the first slave ship over there. They always saying that Jay's time was the one normal stop. It went Alabama in 1608, okay? And uh, from Jamestown in 1619, and that ship, we talking about 400 years of some form of oppression, okay? We had the war of, of 1865, that's when they made the Emancipation Proclamation. Okay, you're going to free these people. But then for years and hundreds of years after that, you got to think about the Jim Crow law. Okay, we're going to free them, but we're going to cut them down from being whole human. Then we're going to say you're two-thirds human. And then you fight all you. Now I can't vote with you. I can't walk with you. I can't go on your side of town. If I say something, like, honestly, Emmett Till was beaten to death because he looked at a Caucasian woman. He was beaten to death to the point that his mother took the casket and opened it so she could see to the world what happened to that man. But we all bleed the same blood and we still all have the same type of organs. We are all mammals. And how, like, and my question is, I know why. I know how because I've studied for years on all of this situation. And that and that hatred is an evil from fear. It's, and that's all it's fear, you know, and, and honestly, it's a deeper conquest from the devil, but we don't have enough time to go to that point. But how I feel about this, I don't feel. I want a solution to the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, my feelings is not going to make anything no better. You know what I mean? Me getting angry, of course I'm, of course I'm angry about that. But at the same time, it is like you just said at the beginning of this interview, people are just now waking up from it. How many more people, how more crazier do law enforcement or a man, a young man jogging down the street and then a man feel like he's going to break the laws of the land. He should have called the police and said, we, I think it's, I'm ready for the man, I'm ready for, um, for them to call the police and say, I think this black guy is walking around and breaking the people's house. Okay, understand, whatever. But for you to take the law into your own hands and this man running past you, of course I'm going to grab for the gun. If you pull a gun on me, I don't know who you are. And then you gun him down, and it took for it to go on video, on viral, for them men to even get charged. They was at home while these people was burying their kids. We didn't even know nothing about it. I did not know nothing about it until somebody showed the video. So we talking about two months worth of time go by that a man walked around and was going home eating with his son, probably talking about right, it. Right, it did happen. Like, yeah, it was February 23rd. February 23rd, it didn't reported to April. So this is the type of injustice that I can't stand. I have a, uh, there is what my people are doing right my phone real quick. I want you to hear this, okay? Something that I want to take, I want you to hear this. I want the world to hear this. Now, mind you, Thomas Jefferson is one of the founding people to even write the Declaration of Independence, right? Okay, what, what I don't understand is that the English came over here, and they was breaking away from British rule. What did they do when they got tired of Britain? They fought. 
They broke the laws. They broke any law that Britain said and they fought. They even broke the fighting format, which means you know how they stood in lines? When that's when they started making militias and they started hiding behind trees. They did anything that they had to do to win. So they broke another law to win. But see, but then when you see someone breaks a law that's not to your liking, then you want to say something about it. But this is this is something that I had read the other day. Oh, uh, I'm trying to find. Okay, here we go. Thomas Jefferson had quoted this. He said, "If a law is unjust, a man is not only right to disobey it; he is obligated to do so." This is one of the founding fathers of this company. Jefferson. This is one of the founding fathers. He wrote the laws that people stand for to this day, and he said that out of his own mouth. That is what the English did with the British. So now you see these people, these these Black American people, that feeling like that these laws are, 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 are not for me. Then and then we showing you evidence. You, know, you I can't come and speculate anything, but I show you hardcore evidence that this is what's happening. And then you overlook it. Why you think you That's why. The law is unjust. And, and even this man said it at the beginning of the beginning. So why, so even to the, like, I'm, I, I hate saying, yeah, I'm not, I don't like to use the word white American. I don't like to use the word Caucasian. I don't know what, so, but why do certain parts of our white counterparts don't understand it because one of your founding fathers said it? Yeah. Now, you, now you're going against your own brain. That's, that's hypocrisy. And that's where the frustration, an educated man as I am, because I studied for years. This is what I do. I see the problem. And I'm like, now, what I'm going to do is when I, I want to say that on this broadcast because I wanted people to try to turn against what Thomas Jefferson said. That's one of your founding fathers. Now, how can you go against? Now, you turn against yourself. That's what he said. That law is unjust. He said, a man is obligated to do so. Dr. Martin Luther King said the same thing. So, it's, so what do we do now? Now, honestly, be real, this stuff is going to get worse. It's not going to get better for you. It's like a seed. It has to die in the ground before the grown make a plan.
going to get worse. So to the world, to people, anyone that's not in America, um, this is an endurance race. This ain't going to be quick. We got those who shall endure to the end shall be saved. When you're tired of something, it don't, it don't, you don't, the next day you're not tired of it no more. Mm-hmm. You're still tired. You're still tired. Until, until there is a change. When you're tired of something, you're tired of it until there is a change. So that's why I say this thing, it's just start. it's going to, it's going to keep on going on. And it's simply because our people are tired. Uh, and here's the thing. These youth are the ones they're going to have to worry about because they don't care. Mm-hmm. They have no fear in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They have no fear. You know, we know how crazy the youth are. We hear all the stories. We see the dudes. It's everywhere. And that is what's going to be the problem because as much as we sit back and we want peace and we speak in peace, they're not going for it anymore. And at the same time, I have to tell you, I'm kind of, I don't condone the violence, <laughs> but I understand the anger. I'm glad that it's happening because now we're having conversations about it. Everyone knows the racist history of America, but never in history has it been talked about as much as it's being talked about right now. Is that like you can't avoid it, and and something's gonna have to change. It's gonna have to. People mm-hmm. like it's gonna, it's people gonna have to make some change. I'm talking about like in the government level of things. I believe that every answer that we're looking for is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So that's why I grabbed and asked my sister, "Can I use her Bible?" And at the top of this subject, right, I want to I want the people that are not in this situation to understand why it's happening. Okay. And it's not physical. It is spiritual, but physical vessels are being used. The spiritual realm uses people, okay, even if it's good or bad. Okay, the devil has soldiers just like God does. So when people say this ain't a race thing, it's a spiritual thing, yes, it is. But you got to realize for, for an evil uh, action to be moved out, it has to be done through an individual. Okay, even at the top of the content of this of this topic right here on, on, this, on this verse, it says the man of lawlessness. This is Second Thessalonians chapter 2. The man of he said the man of lawlessness is the content of it. It says that in Second Corinthians, I mean uh, Second Thessalonians chapter two, I'm gonna go to verses one to four. This is the reason why. This is what he said concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and being gathered to Him. We ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some processes, report or letter or supposed to have come from us saying that the day of the Lord is at hand. It says, don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of perdition. And the King James says, the, uh, is the son of perdition means utter, utter destruction. That's what that means. That's the devil. The Bible says that these, I'm going to read this part, so that he himself, uh, he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. See, what's happening right now is the day of Christ is at hand. So for God to be able to heal the land wholeheartedly, God allowed Trump to become president for a reason, because for darkness to be to, for darkness to be removed, it has to be revealed. So he said that at the end, he said that when the time is at hand is coming, that the son of perdition must be revealed. So these evils that we see in a man being able to put his hand in his pocket, he's 200 plus pounds, and he's got his knee on a man's neck, is that's all the way out showing this is the evil that we face. It's not gone. It's still here. It's been here since it came here. And, and that's what's happened. So do I feel he said, don't get troubled about it. We have some that have to fight and we have some that don't. We have some that have to have these discussions. But we got some that got to get out here and when I call it, put in some work. And that's just the way that it is. But when the 
devil is finally revealed, then God can heal. So we have to show the coldness of people's heart and their thought process so he, so we can understand how are you going to go to war if you don't know what your enemy is. And I'm not talking about like gun battles or, or race to race. I'm talking about spiritually. If you don't know the weakness in someone's heart, you don't know what they're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. But if somebody shows you, like my angel said, if he said if someone show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. So that's where we at. So right now I tell people don't get discouraged because this fight has to happen. So we can put it to an end. We don't want another generation having to deal with this. Right. I don't care if you're white or black. I can I can only feel for y'all being advocates for this cause. Y'all put yourself in danger. A lot of your associates not gonna like it. They're gonna cut you away from things. They they might not call you an end level, but in their mind they think it. And let's be real. That's why I'm the content I'm saying you don't have to cut. I I got it. I'm gonna keep it in that line. But that's what that is. You gotta worry about like when you people like cutting you off and and cash rate you and all of that because you just believe for stand up was right and I commend y'all for that. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna fight this together. This is this is this battle's gonna have to be fought by anyone who's willing to step up for the truth and for change. And that's it. Okay. Hey. Can't do number turn up. Okay. I think he mad. I think the devil mad, y'all. I think the devil mad. He wanna shut me up, but I keep on getting louder. He tryna hold me down, but I just keep on vibing. I make the devil mad. I make the devil mad. I think the devil mad. I make the devil mad. He wanna shut me up, but I keep on getting louder. He tryna hold me down, but I just keep on vibing. I make the devil mad. I make the devil mad. Now I am not holding me down, but I am a social no doubt. Let's the wisdom knowledge ran in me streets, but I put it down. And I do not know what they say. I'm so wrong in my own lane. So back, back, give me 50 feet, let's about the life on the sand. I make the devil mad. I make the devil mad. I keep on calling the guy, and he just keep on answering. This is a time for doubt. This is a time for faith. This is a time for action. Let go and seek his face. Find your place, find yourself, find your purpose, and watch how you sell. You gotta start somewhere, open that book and just start reading. If you see why I'm gonna hunt for y'all and God and all four seasons. I said the devil mad, I make the devil mad. He wanna shut me up, but I keep on getting louder. He tryna hold me down, but I just keep on climbing. I make the devil mad, I make the devil mad. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you. <laughs> you look stumped. Oh no, uh- it's I, I'm processing because um, I know I'm trying to do it in the like in the. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's a line, no, I, I I I'm trying to I'm processing because I I want to say like, I appreciate everything you just said. I know those words aren't enough for it, so I'm trying to figure out. I can't verbalize it. I know that there's a lot of power behind what was just said that I can't even comprehend. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to how to relate. Thank you for that, even though it's not enough. Um, thank you. Um, what you guys were just saying. Every single black man in America has experienced some type of racial injustice mm-hmm. as it pertains to, to the police. And, and, and 80% have experienced it before they were even teenagers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. And, and even if it's not in the police forces, school, right, it's right, everywhere. Right, it's everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. Like, like um, I hate to say this, but I have to be truthful because that's how we, the truth is going to set us free. It's like, it's certain stores I won't go me into because I know, I know 
like the person that works there, I'm just like, I'm not going to deal with it mm-hmm. that because he's going to piss me off. I don't like dealing with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go there. He's just racially charged. I'm just not dealing with it. It's just, I'm not going there. And, 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 and it's crazy because, and that's what I say, we, we in the land of the free fight for freedom. And we should already be free. There's no way, and this is a true story. Check this out. I want to be able to pull up in a neighborhood like this mm-hmm. and not have to worry. Yeah. Over here where I'm at right now, when I pull my car down up and I see, you know what I'm saying, there's some, some Caucasian people walking by, I'm looking, I'm like, I'm in the wrong place. Dang, they're going to call the police on me. <laughs> this kind of car, I'm man. Dang, I'm, I'm serious. And in and, and, and my mind, it's, it's an automatic thing, man. Get out the car so she can see you. Say something, say something to her mm-hmm. so she'll just know that you're friendly. Mm-hmm. And it, but to be to feel like you even have to do that, you know what I'm saying? Just to, because it's, it's so racially charged out his And I mean, that's honest, because he was talking to me on the phone. I said, right. me being a gentleman, he talking to me on the phone. I'm telling him, He's telling me, he said, man, where you at, man? I said, I'm coming, man, because honestly, be like any man that's educated and a man that's trying to live in a better way of life, you have to deal with it. Even if you own your own property, you have to deal with that. People uh-huh. will take And I'm like, in my mind, I was not, I was brought up in a black country home. Um, I came up, my daddy was here for years, man. He, he fought that righteous level fight. And um, and he had a lot of hate in his heart for a long time. He um, Before he came to the knowledge of who Christ really was, because to be honest with you, he was like, man, they, they, they believe system, well, they're not going to serve no white God. Uh, this image that they done put up of our Messiah, which you shouldn't have no image of him anyway. He told you in Exodus. So um, I had to educate myself biblically and, and, and even... Um, how can I say this socially so I can be able to answer these type of questions because these are critical points in the in the change of our lives. But coming up in that household, I had to reconstruct the way I thought because I was going to school with this anger in my heart, like, man, you can't trust these folks. And 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 so now you just have to learn how to tolerate them. And over time I started really seeing this the crazy part about it in prison is why I seen the most love I've ever seen in my life. Right. So I was at probably I was at one of the most violentest prisons in the region, they, they call it the Thunderdome. That's how bad it was. When you when I went to this, I'm gonna give an example, because y'all need to see the horse of what we deal with. When I went into prison, the lieutenant, the day we was in there, the first day I got there told me, we was going to this guild called 10, and they was rolling people out on stretches. He said, you need to get you a knife. That's what he said. That's what the guard said. You need to get you a knife when you go back here. And I'm like, I looked at him, you know me, I'm saying, you don't know where I come from, but I'm not really worried about it, but I'm like, for him to even tell me that is crazy. So when I came, like, I say that to say this, my, my father taught me a certain way, and I had to learn, even he changed the way he thought, and he's came to the knowledge, and this is the reality that we face. When we go in the neighborhood, we got to be concerned about alarming somebody before they call the police on us, and, the, and see, this is the hard part. How do we stop this right here? Well, it's what you tell the police is how they're going to come. You know, and so as soon as you you put African American or Black American or what? That's right. You, you ignited something. Excuse me, sir. You got your ID? Yeah, and then, and, and honestly, step over here, let me talk to you. They're going to come, of course. And because we're in this neighborhood. And that's and that's not right because I live in a quiet neighborhood. I got a pretty nice place in there. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good as far as, you know, economically being able to take care of myself. For me to have to be in a neighborhood that I have to pick certain neighborhoods to be in because I don't want to deal with this, man, it's just outrageous. You know what I mean? I might save your life. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You know what I mean? And But you will never be able to get that grace because you've been blocked by society. I'm mad at the media. They're the ones perpetuating the situation. They're the ones that, you know, they don't put, if you if you quit 
like the media showing, okay, see, thug life. All you see is the game banging. If you're showing us that this is what we are as a people, which we are not, then if you've never been in my neighborhood before, if you've never been around us, you're going to only go by what you've seen on television. Most of white America, and y'all forgive me for that, I'm saying that, most of white America do not has never stepped foot in a black neighborhood. They don't have a clue about the people that's in it. So if I'm always watching CNN and I'm watching the news and you're talking about this and you point out the bad points of what we are as a people, then what you do is is that you 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 feed the people's mind with something that's not us. So when you see us in the grocery store or you see us go somewhere, you already alone. You think I'm gonna grab your purse or something, and that's not true. You know, what I mean that's not. It's a we are as a people, man, are just really like as a people, we're just tired of being mocked, man. Just if you don't like us, leave us alone. Yeah, that's that's how I look at it. We, you know, what I mean, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you. It's sad to say this, but this is the reality that we face. There is not a white person in the world that cannot be accepted by the black community. We accept. When you come in our world, we're going to let you in because that's what it is. But how hard is it for certain, for most parts of white America to accept the black man? Yeah. Like, you know, have morgues and you, like, is right. everywhere. It's like, hey, right. when you come on, you're going to hug you before you even blink. You know, right. that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a pure heart. And, but I've seen places where a lot of associates I had say, look, man, I don't want you to come over because of the way my people talk with them. Yeah. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. Okay. You're better than that. I refuse to lose. I refuse to stop. I refuse to give up. Man, I refuse to fly. I've been through a lot. But watch me win this race. It's not given to the swiftest, so I choose to pay. The Lord has given me passions, and that's the key. When life is hitting me hard, dog drop to my knees. Man, I'm on a mission. Set up on the cow. He owned a cattle on a thousand hills, and so I buy. I was born to win. I'ma keep my nature. All this strength within. What I lost, I'm taking. Check my bloodline. I'm Hebrew royalties. What the devil used to bring me down is building me. The Holy Spirit power is all up up in this vessel. Won't fight for anything. I know what I stand for. Oh, uh, thought about it like a masterpiece. Self-evaluation, yes, so I can master me. Something, something I've observed um, in my social media feeds and in because I'm part of the quote-unquote evangelical industry, whatever that beast is, um, is racism and evangelicalism, what currently looks like in America, often seem to go hand in hand. Um, there'll be lots of people that don't like that I said that because they will disagree with it profusely. Uh, but 
what I observe is the majority of people that say all lives matter, that say, but what about this, that say, how dare you do this? A lot of them tend to back themselves up with some bizarre religious belief. Um, Now, that's not to say that everyone has that, but I know that I, I know that there's an there's a level now where people like myself and people who aren't a part of your community we're learning that racism is embedded in us because of cultural values and so we're starting to look at our hearts and go okay I didn't realize this was a thing but now I need to start working through it and I see people in the church broadly either going repenting and sort of opening up and being like I'm here to learn or I see people becoming really defensive and some violent in speech, in action, in two ways. And I see God being portrayed in two radically different ways. How does it impact you guys when the family that you are a part of, like the family of God, uses this against you? And is that a fair question? It, it, it is It is a fair question, man, because there's a lot of people that are on the other side of this thing and, and backing themselves up with scripture and, and wording. Um, uh, I, well, I was about to answer the question. I just lost it. I just, it, took me some, it took me somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you went somewhere. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. we, and I know when I get to talking, it's going to come back. Flashback. So, uh, I did too. So I got quiet for a second because honestly, to be real, if you can say that speaking on racism is not spiritual that's an evil and we and, and god said no he said he sent his disciples out to cast out spirits unclean spirits so that means that this is an evil that plagues people that you you commit there's 613 um commandments in the bible okay and if this title can make you do one of those sins you're sinning against the god you said you serve so you said that you telling me that if you said it don't exist, you just seen it with your own eyes. So now you're lying, which is another scene. Okay? And I tell people this about racism. I'm going to go straight to that word because I told you, I'm armed up. So when it comes down to that word and people want to twist the word, you can't do it. Don't do it. It's just don't don't put yourself in that position because you, I studied to show myself approved and I, I acknowledge everyone too because that's what it is. I want you to, I'm going to say this one scripture. That's all I'm going to say. And it explains it all. It says right here, he said, Do, um, I'm going to read just this one verse. It says, but God has combined the members of the body and has, has given greater honor to the parts that lack it. He said that so that there should be no division in the body and that its parts should have equal concern of each other. And, and here's the thing. With, with, when, when you operate in the, in the true spirit of God, we got to understand that fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So anytime, you know, even if people talk about they love God and they standing behind God, but they still have these racism ways mm-hmm. and these hatred ways, that's fruit. You're not in the spirit of God for real because that's that's not fruit of the God. You know, that's not fruit of the fruit of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think me personally, how I feel about it, how I deal with it is I really, I just don't give it any attention, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that type of stuff. I just, I don't, it's not for me to try to correct that person. It's not for me to try to tell that person that, you know, they're wrong or this or that. The only thing that I do and I do on purpose is be a child of God. That they be the child of God that they say they are. 
Okay. And that's through, you know, the, the love, through the humbleness, through the meekness, you know, through my, my words. And you, you're going to feel that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you feel the spirit of you. You can tell when people are really in the spirit because those fruits, you, you can't deny the power mm-hmm. of God when it's upon you. And he said, with two or more gathered, he's in the midst. So every time two people come together and they're talking about God, it's supposed to be a joyous. I get happy talking about God, right, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a place. I get happy because I know what that really means. And so for another believer to say that they believe in God but still carry that hate, that God is not it's not in them. Because what's, what's that scripture that you yeah. said the other day? Uh, uh, if, if, if your brother uh, hates you who he's seen, yeah, first John, how can he love God mm-hmm. whom he have not seen? He's a liar. That's what the word is like. Word is a liar. It's just using the word. God that you can't see. And I'm just saying that, but you hate the one that you don't love. He said you don't love the one that you see in your face. And understand this, that person will probably, man, stand on that ground telling you they got the word. I got the love of Jesus. I got, I love God. I I know all the scriptures. But you hate your brother. The word says you are a liar regardless of how much scripture you know. Or you allow it to happen. Right. That makes or you, you allow it to happen. Yeah. 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 Push. Gotta stay involved with my calling. Sick and tired of falling and getting up. Gotta make a push. Ain't got time for sitting on the premises. I'm standing on these promises that's giving me and I'm gonna make a push. Go against the grain like a tractor. I'm back cutting up again. Go against the Mm-hmm. But now that I've come, I've shed light on it, 
Now you see that it's wrong. That's why they wanted to get rid of Jesus. They wanted them to shut up. They wanted to shut they up. They wanted to shut up because everything he was speaking was speaking against what they was doing, and they was comfortable with the way that they were doing things. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of hard to tell somebody that you know when they they they're so caught up and so that's why they get so angry because as much as they say the word this word that or whatever reasons they have behind it. When we're speaking, we're speaking truth. There's no lies in it, and when and because there's no lies in it. Everything is now uncovered and unhidden. In mm. America, don't want this dirt uncovered. No, that's it. I'm gonna tell you honestly. I'm gonna give an example of some things that you spoke upon that we hear a lot. Mm-hmm. One is that um, Drew Brees said it best. He said, "I find it disrespectful that you don't stand for the uh, for the uh, uh, what you call it, uh, American flag, the American flag. flag, when you don't stand for the national anthem." Yeah. Okay, and he was like, because his forefather, his granddaddy, and his great uncle was in the, I think the army, he said the military or something like that. But he said they was fighting. He said that because it stands for unity and freedom, but for who? Okay, so my question is to you, you said it's disrespectful for them men to kneel down for a flag that them men died and fought for. For who? For whom? If you want, whatever you want to put it. Who whose freedom did they fight for? What are you what are you so angry about that if these people don't feel free, you ain't ain't that the first constitutional right that we should be able to you have freedom of speech, you should be able to stand up for what ain't right. You stood up against the English, I mean the British, but no one said that was wrong. You know, commodity slavery is one of the most cold hardest things that ever happened to the free world. Commodity slavery, I mean I can sell a human to do as I please with that. And for any human in this world, what I want you to do is, I want you to look at your little daughter. This is what I want to tell the free world on your line right now today. I said I was going to come straight cut dry. What I want you to do is, is I want you to imagine that you was in a house with your husband and you was your daughter was there. And a man can walk in your house free, take your wife from you or take your husband from you, rip away from you, take your daughter, go rape your daughter and keep her to do it as he pleased with how would you feel about that? How would you feel about that? And I want to ask any person to make that statement like they do to ask me a question. What happened if you were a husband? Like I want to tell Drew Brees. I, I ain't going to, no debate. I'm going to ask him a question. So Jesus did one thing. When there was turmoil like that in the midst, he would ask a question to have the answer. So you couldn't get mad. He's to kill the Pharisees with that and the Sadducees. But this is what I want to, I would add Drew Brees. If you, was, you just came back from playing a football game and you're going home, and a man was able to walk in your house in front of your face and rape your wife as he pleased, and you could do nothing about it. How would you feel about it? My thing, well, I said, I wrote it in a song. Uh, I said, imagine if the page was flipped. Imagine if it was your grandparents in the cotton field. How would you feel? Imagine if it was your grandmother, your grandfather in the cotton field getting whipped. How would you feel? That would enrage me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would want some type of change. I don't want that to happen. And here's the thing. I don't want that to happen to my son, the injustices that we face. I don't want my son to have to go through what I face. So some type of change has to take place right now because this thing has been happening generation after generation after generation after generation after generation. And it's just, it's still happening. Nothing is being done. It'll happen. We'll protest. They know that we'll protest. And then a day later, we're back home and here come another incident. Yeah. And that brings yeah. us back to the point where I said, my people, we are, they're tired now. They're tired. The protests have not stopped. They will not. They won't stop either. They won't. I'm telling you from my foresight, what I'm seeing, what I'm, I'm knowing the temperature of these streets right now, yeah. they're not going to stop. 
they're not going to stop, first of all, until Orange Dude come out of there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's the first thing. And, and some real policy changes are going to have, like, this is going to, the government is really going to have to do some things for, or it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And, and that's the thing about us. We are strong people. And it is a dangerous thing to push us to a point where we don't care. Because on a, on a broad scale of things, when you got all these people, they don't care because they've been treated so wrong for so long. They'll go to war with try to guide themselves. Oh, I mean, they're trying to build a, a tower up to them. The streets thirsting for justice but can't find it. Cricket police been killing our children and then hiding. System set up for failure for a man born to color. White man get months for murder and they records never heard See, of. See, it's a cover up. And my people been done addressing. We the original Jews in the curse of Deuteronomy. This is our home doing for reacting and our emotions instead of trusting in Yeshua to guide us through the motion. Ignorance, to put it blunt to say the least. We should be owning land instead of trying to pay a lease. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, there's a promise, a plan, and a purpose from God we won't acknowledge. We hard headed, his try for things we never had, but gained by our iniquity and sin and think that swag we destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We need to know instruction and obedience to get us up out this boat. Say that that way is because it's 
it's so it's so massive and it's so nasty that I have to tell y'all just you have to be careful. And I'm 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 telling y'all that we all have to answer God one day. And if one day when you go and you look in that book and he look in that book and seeing that, that's gonna be written in that book of life. You can't erase it if you didn't acknowledge it or repent for it. The Bible said if you see your brother in that death, he said you don't do or say anything. He said he will run it to you according to their works. So we have to understand that that's a reality. If I don't, I, if, if, to this day, I will not stand by and see anyone be harmed. Right. I know what pain feels like. You know what I mean? I've been through large amounts of pain. I've almost lost my life multiple times to acts of violence. And um, so I try to tell everyone is that we, we don't want no one to be hurt anymore. But we tired of being hurt. Right. You know what I mean? I'm tired of having to, like, I'm honest, these last past couple of weeks, my phone rings. It always rings because we ministers and we are real. We are public figures. We're people of our community. We we are the pillars of our community. But all my calls is everybody making sure I'm okay. Right, right. This Hundreds of calls. Are oh, you okay, man? Yeah. Where you at? Oh, right. Where you, so at? you going to the house, man? Man, be careful over here. This, that, and the other. And for me to be a man, I don't. And I have to worry about my family being worried. Am I gonna make it home that night because of that? Man, prime prime example. The first day of the protest down here in Nashville, they knew I went to. I went to the peaceful part. Of it. I, was, I didn't stick around for the marching and riding part of it. But when I tell you, man, my phone was ringing. I'm talking about he called me, proof called my whole team. Is you all right? Are you in the house? Cause they know how I move. They know I'm, I'm wherever. It is. Yeah. I'm in the community. You in the house? Stay in the house. Go in the house, man. You be safe. All right? I miss so many calls, but that's a shame, though. Right? You know what I'm saying? To, but something to go on like that, and then just out the blue, you just getting random calls and texts, man. Are you safe? You in the house? Just because of what's going on, and because we know what is, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what it's about. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Because you think about it like this, you know, there's people out here that are in these situations right now that are looting and robbing. It has nothing to do with the protest. Right. And I, and what what frustrates me is that people gotta understand that some people got their own agenda. But there's a lot of protests out there, man. We didn't ask you to come out here and do this. They are going up head, head up among each other because they're like, why are you out here tearing stuff up and then making it look like we're doing this? Yeah. So like, and that's, a, and that's another thing. Like, uh, like white supremacists, KKK, whoever they is, they're literally like going from wherever the protests are. Mm-hmm. They're going to those cities and they're like laying out pallets of bricks. Yeah, palace of woods and stuff like that for people to grab that inciting and 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 it's and it's not even us the ones that's, no. that's like inciting this stuff. Like we're seeing the pictures, we're seeing the videos of what's going on. They set the courthouse on fire and they try to say, uh, you know, African Americans, the blacks, they blah, blah blah. But when it finally came out and they had the pictures and the videos, it's a white guy and they ended up getting it. It was three of them. You know what I'm saying? So. Not only is that in Nashville, though, everywhere that there's a protest going on, they're trying to incite riots and looting because, I mean, you get a couple of people throwing some bricks through a window of, of, of Louis Vuitton store, mm-hmm. who not going to run in there, right? <laughs> These youngins, they going to run in there, right? Coming. But see, yeah, what that does is now that gives them a reason to, in, to, to, to incite uh, martial law, uh, to incite, you know, the National Guard. And now they can come at us with force. So even in the protests uh, uh, that's going on, they're still trying to get in and twist it to push their agenda to make it seem like, you know, that we are violent and that we are right. We just had another one yesterday. Mm-hmm. Four teenagers put together a peaceful rally yesterday. 20,000 plus people showed up. You know what I'm saying? No problems, peaceful, 
but they did it out the blue. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't planned, and they, you know, they, they just did it. And 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 that 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 me seeing that and seeing the protests and stuff going on, you you can see, you clearly see the agenda. You see what's going on, and it's just about in these times, you got to be real smart about how you move, especially up in these protests because they don't, they don't, they want to kill us. That they, they smile. Did you see the video when he was on the on his neck? Smile. They smile. They laugh. This is a, a game to them. When when they kill one of us, it's it's, it's fun to them. It's funny. It's they like a game, game, like hunting. Yeah. It's, it's game. Yeah. That's what it like. It's like like free range game. But this is what I want. I had. To, I gotta say this. When you first got on the line, when me and you first started talking, you was like, I was seeing the issues of the rioting in Hoover. But you do, and I'm not saying it was a bad thing whatsoever. But this is what the media shown. They you didn't you didn't say protest. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But see this. But see what what see I'm I, I'm I listen. I'm a real detailed listener. So when I heard that you said something before that, you said what we see on the news. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Not that these people are out here like just standing up and speaking of what was right. They just showing the looting and the and the rock. I mean the breaking all all that. That's what they're riding and all this. And that's not the case. The enemy will use anything to try to make good bad. That's what his job is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of young people that don't have no one to tell. You got to think about it. The elders can't tell the younger people because they went through their whole lives, so they really mad. So they're not gonna tell these young people. They got more energy. They're more. They're stronger, wiser. Technology and medicine has made it where the kids are getting bigger and stronger. And so they're not gonna tell them no, no, do that because they tired of it. So, so you now you gotta really question yourself. Like it's like, am I wrong? If I just completely tear up this whole country that's trying to kill me in it, am I wrong? And you know, and, and, then, and, that's and, then, and that goes back to even the ones that want to stand on scripture. When it comes to that, now I can stand on scripture. Mm-hmm. When we talk about, you know, the Hebrew people, the children of God, mm-hmm. when they was in bondage in, in, in Egypt, mm-hmm. you know, they had to rise up against if they did not rise up against Pharaoh, they would still be there, mm-hmm. still be in bondage, they would still be slaves. Was it wrong that they rose up? Mm-hmm. Huh? God made a way. Now I know we know the story. They mm-hmm. went through the you know the Jordan River split mm-hmm. open and when Pharaoh and them tried to come in the river the water call. But see, I always look at stories like that is God is showing us that He gives a way out. And He definitely has a plan for the enemy. Is this wrong? If this is actually of God, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, is this up? I mean, because everything if God is everywhere and He knows the oppression of us. Wouldn't he bring us up out, up out of it, just like he did in Egypt and every other time the uh, the Israelites became in bondage? He came through and he, he saw his people. What it says is he seen his people in oppression. He heard their cry and he delivered them. Yeah. And there was war involved in that deliverance every time. Every time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the, 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 the only thing that I will say, the last thing I will say to anyone to say something like it is, was it wrong for England to get the France, get France to fight with them to get out of British rule because of injustice? Was it wrong? Was it wrong for them to say, no, we're not going to keep reporting back over to the king? We're going to, we, we're tired of being treated like this. We're tired of being treated like lesser people. That was that whole, in, the, uh, the battle of independence was just for that. It was because they got tired of being treated less than the, Brit- than the British. So, was that wrong? So this whole this whole standpoint that America stands for was to fight for freedom. 
So if, if that wasn't wrong, then how is this wrong? Because it's going against the rules. When it, when it boiled down to it, America is bloody. America knows it. And America wants to cover it up and keep it covered up. And anything that threatens to uncover it, it tries to go against it. Take it out. And that's what's happening. And that goes with country or people. Everyone. It don't matter. Take it to the cross, take it, take it to the cross, take it to the cross, take it, take it to the, take it, take it, take it to the cross, take it, take it to the cross, take it to the cross, take it to the cross, take it, take it, take it to the cross, take it, take it to the cross, take it to the cross, take it, take it, take it to the cross, take it, take it to the cross, take it, take it to the cross, take it to the cross, take it, take it to the take 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 something that you have to say but if have I missed anything is there anything that you want to share with the world at this moment that you haven't already love everybody <laughs> first thing two things one we love y'all anyway we love everybody you know what I mean I mean that's that's the key fact. we love everybody yeah. but the second thing about it is I want to say this to anyone that's not in this oppression if you see it's wrong you can't sit back and be quiet anymore. You have to say something. Or it'll never change. That's how it takes. That's it. If you see, we don't want you don't have to get on the front line. You don't have to get out here to just say You just need to talk in your community. You need to tell your people that that's wrong. If, and, if that officer would have told him, you yeah. would have used his mouth. Man, you're wrong. Get off the yeah. yeah. say, man. Get off Okay, we got him. They're old. Just basically say, okay, like, we'll distract him. Right you, you ain't got to disrespect your code off your work because I know uh, the honor code is among each other. Right. But you're going to either say, look, man, okay, come on, man, we got him. He's down. Pull him off of Come on. Yeah. You know, you get something. But because of that, now that man's dead. Y'all finna lose y'all lives and take, be taken away from y'all families because they're going to charge you because if they don't charge y'all and y'all go to jail, they're going to tear America up. If they once see America, see, you see how you see how destructive the devil is. He comes to kill, still and destroy. He tears down everything. So he's not just gonna take care, take George Floyd's family away from him and they pain. He gonna make the police, the same people that was working for him. He, he gonna you gonna pay for it. There's a reward for with evil with the devil. When she get through with you, he throw you out there to the woods. And that's what's happening. So now them people not gonna be in their homes with their family, their kids, and then. Without, without the proper understanding that that kid's going to wake up with rage saying, my dad don't went to jail, man, for doing his job as a police officer. 
So they're going to grow up with rage. So that brews up another line of generation of people that's coming in with that same mentality. So to anyone that knows and you know you're not with that man, it's your job. It's your duty. If you love your community, if you as love your people, man. you as a human, you have to say something or you the problem. BTL in the building. KDP, never void. Catalyst, King Antonio. Free love. Ballistic, divine purpose. <laughs> Let's go. I'm putting it down for Jesus. Bring the truth to the street. Make it bump in your eardrum. I'm feeding the sheep. Got no time to be lazy. Take a rest when we leave. Gotta be by this business. Steady playing these seeds. If you don't know my Jesus, man, he died on the cross. Stay buried for three days and got up and walked. Yeah, he paid the cost. Eternal life ain't cheap. So don't take it for granted and pray your soul he keep. You wanna be in that number? Wanna get up and fly? Then put your trust in the Lord. Cause it's do or you die. Hail Mary for Jesus. Brought the king to the land. Say the rest like me. But they don't understand. He had to get in the dirt just to get me clean. Uh, I think you could hear a lot of times that I didn't have words to respond, to understand, to grapple with it. Um, that's okay. I was learning these two men were gracious enough to, by sharing their stories, they actually taught me. They didn't have a responsibility to teach me or any of us, but they did. And I am so profoundly privileged as a human and as their sister in Christ to have heard their stories and to have been entrusted with it on this podcast. I honor that. I respect and understand that there will be maybe some things that people heard today that they don't like for different reasons. My request is that if that concerns you enough to actually want to reach out to me, that you reach out directly to me and that you respect the stories and how sacred the stories of Never Void and King Antonio are. And so if you have thoughts or questions, um, email me, please. Our email is betweenyouandmepod at gmail.com. Send a message to Jess. I will get back to you when I can.
if you want to connect with King Antonio and with Nevervoid, you can connect with them on social media and they would love it. They are dropping new music all the time. A lot of it is free and you heard a lot of it today. You can connect with them on Instagram at bout that life movement. Now, as they would remind you, there is no A in the bout. So it's just bout, B-O-U-T, bout that life movement. You can find them online at www.boutthatlifemovement.com. They're also on Facebook. Check them out, connect with them. If you were touched or you learned something from today, tell them, please go support them. Perhaps what you heard today isn't as palatable or as sleek or as refined as what you expect in evangelical culture, in the music that we are given. Um, But it doesn't have to be because while these men and their their group, their ministry is is Christian, they don't have to be part of the Christian machine of of whatever it is that we make every day. They are doing a ministry in a hands and feet on the ground, serving their people and serving the neighborhood and whoever will accept them. Um, so if you liked what they did, let them know. If you want to get into more hip-hop music, rap music, from Christians, people of colour, people who are black, then there are so, so many out there. Check out Lecrae. Go check out Propaganda, Show Baraka. There are so many. Go and check them out. Support them. That's Honestly, that's one of the best ways at the moment that we can show love to our brothers and sisters um, is listen to their music support them you can also go and watch movies have you seen 13th on netflix it's a tough watch but it's an important one you can read a ton of books look at austin channing brown go and look at her work go follow her on instagram and there are a ton of resources that we can all read and watch and learn and listen to to shine a light on the parts of our heart and to teach us what it means to love others well or even better than we knew before So go and follow them up. Look at the show notes. Look at our social media posts at Between You Me Pod. We listed them when we did our own Black Lives Matter post. We listed some of those resources. Go check them out. Go connect with some of these incredible people who are more than just voices. They are our brothers and sisters. And right now, they're leading the way and we are following There are lots of ways to be active and how you choose to be active is entirely up to you. Perhaps for you, it was just listening to this episode and becoming more aware. That's awesome. There are other people who are donating, who are marching, who are reading things, who are watching things. Um, I don't particularly want to tell you a specific way to do that because I know in different ways there are political leanings and biases with that. Um, and I, I don't want to tell you that there's a certain one way to do things. So take the journey that you need to take, but please take it with love and with kindness and be led by our brothers and sisters who are black and who are people of colour and who are indigenous to the lands that we now live on. Be led by them and what they're doing because we have a lot to learn. Um, this isn't about shame This isn't about saying that we are evil. This is just about saying that we are human and that we are part of society and a structure that has been built up all around us 
And there's good parts of that, but there are also evil parts of that. And we are seeing them. We are seeing them in the most brutal, brutal, evil way possible at the moment. So um, as Christians or as people who subscribe to love, it's our responsibility to be part of the change. By listening to these stories today, you're part of the change. Uh, And whatever your next step is, however that looks to you, whether even it's loving your neighbor by smiling at them or like questioning your own internal biases or prejudices, um, that's you being part of the change. We start in ourselves and when we start in ourselves, that actually systematically can change a society and a culture around us. And we can do that no matter what side of the fence we're on, no matter what country we're on, no matter how we vote, or no matter like what denomination you are, no matter whether you no matter whether you believe in God or not. This is something for all of us. Love. Love is for all of us. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As I said at the start, you will hear our regular episode with Josh Baldwin this Friday. We have a fantastic conversation, not at all related to this content. It was something we pre-recorded, but I think you will really enjoy it. So make sure you tune in for that if that's your cup of tea. You can connect with us on social media at Between You Me Pod. You will find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. And you can find us online at betweenyouandmepod.com. You can find all our past episodes. Yes, we talked about race today. We talk about a lot of other things as well, Um, a lot of important things and some funny things and some really heartwarming things. And I'm working hard to make us a more diverse, inclusive podcast where we reflect how big and vast the church is. Today was a step in that direction, so thank you for joining me. My name is Jessica Morris. I will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for doing this one with me. Here's the hope. If you judge me by the color of my skin And I judge you by the sum of all your sins Somehow we've both lost it all again My human sees your human I can't watch another innocent hear another grieving Save myself and dance.